Episode 92. Welcome to the Real Church Matters Podcast, where we talk real church matters because real, real church, church matters. matters. That's what's up. <laughs> and that basic voice you hear is who? It's Charity. It's Charity Hall. I'm Forrest Hall. So excited to be here for season three. Season three. You're in the season premiere, Charity. You made it to season three. Woo! 2019. <laughs> Let's hope this is not the series finale. <laughs> this is just the beginning. But welcome back, Charity. Um, she she has committed to kind of roll with me a little bit this year. Just a tad. Just a tad bit. I appreciate that. I'm excited about that. Um, welcome to everybody. I know you you were missing the new podcast during uh, the month of December, but I think that was good time off. And uh, we back at it. I'm excited. So, as always, housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com. You can listen on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, just search Real Church Matters. You can follow us on social media at Real Church Matters on Instagram and Facebook and Real Church MTTRS on Twitter. Uh, as far as me personally, you can search me at FSH Music on Instagram. Also check out some of the music that I've put out. Uh, I think I have a song Rest and a song Patience. And I'm going to be doing better about uh, not only releasing music this year. Oh, word? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really doing it. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> hold me to it. Releasing music this year and actually promoting it and making sure people understand and know that I do so. And actually, um, you know, asking you guys to do that. Uh, it always felt weird to do, but... Know, we don't know how long we have. We gotta start shamelessly plugging and self-promoting. Absolutely, <laughs> no shame in my game. Good, cause I'm gonna be asking you for all of your shame in this game. But uh, also, Patreon.com—that's the place where you can go to support us monetarily. I just want to say a special thank you to each and every person who's been given. Uh, it's not lost on me. And there's some some special things that are coming. I'll list you out name by name in a near episode very soon. And there's some special things that I have planned for each and every person that gives. But if you would like to, you can go to patreon.com forward slash real church matters. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Real Church Matters. Click become a patron, donate less than a dollar per episode, and you'll get an awesome gift. If you donate more than $10, you get something else that's special. And uh, it all helps us to make this a better podcast and allow us to do some things that I have planned uh, in the near future that uh, I think will be exciting and I hope that you'll be a part of. And as we close out the housekeeping, we always are remembering that, and I got to remember this, always, that it's obedience over audience. And so I'll continue to be obedient. You guys, as long as you decide to be an audience, you guys can play a part in just watching me be obedient and be blessed by it. So with that being said, let's jump into episode 92. And so 92... That was a lot right there. It was a lot. And, and I got lazy with it. But, <laughs> you really did. But that's how much I was supposed to be saying. But uh, I'm going to try to be better about housekeeping, getting that stuff out. But episode 92, uh, I want to start the year with something that's more personal to me. And uh, I'm going to be more deliberate about that, sharing things of, um, that are helping me in my growth, in my process. We're going to talk about courage. And this particular podcast, I do want to dedicate to a dear friend of the podcast. Her name is Sarah, and she is going through a tough time right now. And I wanted this podcast to be dedicated to her. Charity, you can tell us a little more about Sarah. So Sarah is one of my close friends, and um, she just was... Diagnosed with having a brain tumor, um, she just went for 
um, a vision exam because she was having blurred vision and found out that she had a mass um, on her brain and they wanted to immediately do a surgery. After that, they found out from further tests that the mass was cancerous. So right now she's going through um, chemo treatments and radiation to really rectify the the problem. So, you know, just keep her in your prayers. And um, it's a lot all at once. Everything happened in a matter of two and a half, three weeks. So, um, you know, it can be overwhelming to have your life shooken up like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and when you were telling me the story, it, it kind of went perfectly with what uh, scriptures have been resonating in my heart. Uh, just through December and even to now is that we got to have courage. Yeah. And this started out with me just realizing that the body of Christ don't have a backbone. That's true. And what that meant for me ch- has changed because I thought that meant we gotta be bold. To, up yeah, we gotta be bossing <laughs> up. <laughs> we gotta we gotta tell them about Jesus and tell them what what what's going on and tell them the truth and not care what they think and stuff like that. But uh, through these past weeks, God has been showing me like it's really just courage to and, stand and having your own conviction. Yeah, we lack conviction. We're so easily persuaded by anything. And I think it's important to understand why you do things and to go hard on it. It's okay to stand firm and say, this is what I believe. You may not believe it, but I believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to explain it to anybody. Uh, Courage has nothing to do with your haters. (laughs) Courage has everything to do with you. And well, that's that's a good one, but <laughs> I think that was for me right there. But uh, Psalms twenty seven, thirteen through fourteen says, "I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." Fourteen says, "Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart." Wait, I say on the Lord. Now we're gonna talk. We're gonna break this down. But the mm-hmm. the immediate thing that I realize is that. He don't strengthen our heart till the end, but there's so much we got to do with a weak heart. Yeah. There's so much we got to do with a weak heart. When I think of Sarah, when I think of me, when I think of you, when I think of all the people I know that are just trying to make it in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. There's so much we got to do and we can wait for a strengthened heart or we can be strong while we get, while we're still in a weakened place. Yeah. And I think that that's what courage is. Courage is being strong in a weak place, knowing that in the end, I'll be in a strong place. We're not going to be vulnerable. We're going to be weak. We're going to be hurt. We're going to have tears. We're going to be frustrated. But do we know we're going to end in a strong place? I don't (laughs) think that's even... For me, I know that's not part of the process because I understand regardless of where I end, I still have to go through this yeah. strong. I still have to to keep the momentum going. So I can't really too much think about where I'm going to end because I don't know. Yeah. The reality is a, a strong place in the sense of not a better situation, but a better heart. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because he said he'll he'll strengthen our heart. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if I got a strong heart, it don't even matter how bad the situation is. Yeah. I realized the only thing that I'm missing is that fortitude because I'm fainting. Yeah. And there's been situations that have happened and people been like, Forrest, these situations ain't new. You know better. Like, why are you letting this get to you? Why you look like this? Because we don't know what's going to cause us to faint. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I've been pressing. I've been two years in the podcast. I've been a minister for how long and just doing what I'm doing and knowing people feel certain ways and knowing situations are certain ways, but powering through. But you never know when you're just going to hit that wall. You never know when you're just going to feel like fame. And it looks differently to everybody. 
And that's why I love these two scriptures. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is fainting. What that looks like. Because it's, for, for us, when we say, you know what, I'm in a situation where I'm about to faint. Right. For me, that meant I was losing heart. That's exactly what it is. When, <laughs> when I think about fainting, it's you having no more strength or energy to keep going, to yeah. keep up, to hold yourself together. You don't have that, so you faint. And I think that fainting in itself is one of the byproducts of having a weak heart. Yeah, absolutely, physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I love the way these two scriptures, one, it starts off with fainting, and it ends with what is going to stop us from fainting. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll strengthen your heart. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, Force lost heart. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, I no longer had the the capacity to endure. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're talking about. When we talk about fainting, if you want to wreck the treadmill and you reach a fainting point, you no longer can endure. We've been there before. We've been there before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that December 2018 was going to be the month that I fainted. I can look strong to people. They always say, check on your strong friend. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't even know what we're checking for. That is for. a thing now. That is a thing. But we don't even know what we're checking for. When we talk about people. What are people, the symptoms? Exactly. What are we talking about when we talk about people who are at dark places? Or we're talking about people who can no longer endure. Mm -hmm. No longer endure. No longer deal with. No longer deal with what? No longer deal with being in the land of the living. Wow. That's what the scripture keeps pulling back me back to. It's like, oh, why am I fainting? Oh, because of the land of the living. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean? Why am I fainting? Because of people, places, and things. Yeah. In the land of the living. It's the, the, the one thing that has the ability to overtake us. Absolutely. Is what we can't control. And we can't control... Being in the land of the living. We yeah. can't control when we bring somebody into the land of the living, when we get taken out of the land of the living. All of those variables are things that cause angst with people. Yeah. And that's uh, one of the major things that make people lose heart is the fact that they don't understand the mystery of the land of the living. Yeah. And that's why I, I love the next part of Scripture. He says... Uh, I fainted unless. So unless he said, I believe. He said, unless I believe to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, for a second, let's just understand this. Unless I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I'm going to faint if I can't see God's goodness in this world. Yep. Guess what? For that's, that's <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to faint if I don't see God's goodness in this world. The minute I start seeing people, I'm not seeing God's goodness. And here's the thing. I have to believe to see it. Yeah. It's not something that you can see with your natural eye. Because yeah. if you're looking with your natural eye, you're going to see hopelessness. Yeah. I'm getting disenchanted with church. I'm, getting, I'm like, I had enough. I don't even want to be there. You know what's happening? I'm using my eyes. I'm seeing people for who they are. I'm seeing situations for who they are. But those that's not the, the, the faith. That's not the belief that allows me to see not people, but the goodness of God in the land of the living. That means I need to see the goodness of God in people. Mm -hmm. I need to see the goodness of God in situations. I need to see the goodness of God in myself. If I don't, my heart is going to faint. I'm going to lose heart. Mm-hmm. I know this means something to somebody because it's hard to see the goodness of God in a diagnosis like a tumor. Yeah. It's hard to see the goodness of God in people talking about you. It's hard to see the goodness of God in the badness of people. Or even what you the 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 byproduct of life in itself. We've been talking uh, a lot about health and knowing that we now have to deal with the product of us not taking care of ourselves. 
So it's hard to see the goodness of God when we're in this life and we we really think we're we're living right. Living good. Living good. Eating what we want. Eating what we want. But until we can no longer do that and then it, it makes us feel away. Yes. <laughs> it does. Trust me, somebody who's I'm dealing with sugar diabetes or diabetes type two, however you want to call it. I'm dealing with the reality that I can no longer enjoy the things I want to enjoy. See, I saw the goodness of this world. Mm -hmm. And when that goodness got stripped away from me, there is a level of hopelessness. I know this means something to somebody. For y'all Fitbit people out there, that's just not for y'all right now. <laughs> this, this for the person that only count the steps to the refrigerator. So the reality is, is that when you can't have the goodness of this earth, you start to feel hopeless. But I got to see the goodness of God in the things like eating healthy. I got to see the goodness of God in the things like exercising. Mm -hmm. Because if I can't see the goodness of God in anything, I'll lose heart and I won't be able to do it. But it's, it's also changing your eye to see the goodness of God. Believing. Believing. Yeah. Because we were talking about someone who thought changing their life meant that they were honoring God or believing in God. But what they decided to change was so juvial. Oh, I stopped drinking or I, I, I'm only committed to one woman. And that's, that's a very juvial way of thinking. You aren't believing in God because if you were believing in God, you would know what God requires from you. Yeah. You would know how to honor God. Yeah. And I think that's, when you talk about believing to see, it's almost like seeing the invisible man. Mm -hmm. You have to see with a different eye and you have to look for this invisible thing in the visible. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. He said, unless I see the goodness of God in the land of the living, I'm going to faint. I'm going to always faint. I had to remind myself of that. Like, Forrest, you fainting right now because you not seeing the goodness of God. You just seeing the madness of people. And as long as you see the madness of people or even the madness of this world. Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody sent me a, 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 something that Trump said. And I'm like, I don't even want to see none of this no more. Come In 2019, <laughs> I don't want to see no... Madness. I just want to see the goodness of God. Can I see the goodness of God even in something like Trump? Yes. Yes, I have to. Don't people say, well, we that's, can't be ignorant. that's hard pressed. You, you can't be ignorant like that. You got to be able to see it in it. Not mm -hmm. see it past it, but see it in it. If you can't see God in the world, you'll never live in this world with a, with a full strengthened heart. You won't. I think that's... That, 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 that helped me so much. The reality of that takes us to the next part where he says in verse 14, wait on the Lord. Now, I realized that we use the scripture all the time and we use it in the, con the concept of waiting as in waiting for God to do something. But this scripture is saying not just wait for God to do something. It's very specific as to what we're waiting on God to do. We're waiting on God to strengthen, to strengthen our heart. I, I'm not waiting for him to make my situation better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 goes, it goes deeper than that. I'm no longer waiting for him to, to make my situation better. I'm no longer waiting on God to move on my behalf in the way that I think I need him to move. I'm waiting on him to strengthen my heart. But here's the thing. I have to see the goodness of God in the midst of having a weak heart. And that is what waiting is. I got to see God in everything until I see God in me. That's the reality. So I'm waiting on the Lord. And it says, be of good courage. And we're going to take a second here and just pause on courage. We're talking about waiting on the Lord 
in the midst of this land of the living, seeing him in all of this stuff is the definition of okay. courage. And I'm, I, I had it mixed up. I thought courage was being able to stand up for myself. I thought courage <laughs> was being able to speak up for myself. I thought courage was being able to take care of myself and not need people. That's not what courage is. Courage is being able to see God in the midst of evil, being able to see God in the midst of pain, being able to see God in the midst of heartache. And that's what we are trying to help people with. When it says encourage my brother, I'm trying to endow him with what? Courage. How does that? I can't tell somebody, buck up. It's going to be okay. And I think what a, a key thing that you just said is understanding that we are in this world so we can't mystically take ourselves to another place. We have to see the world but also see the spiritual world. We also have to believe in things beyond this world but be in this world. So when you're doing that, it takes your your sight to another place and you can't neglect one place without the other. Yeah, and I think that's what the courage is. Yeah. The courage is in sight. Mm-hmm. Do you have the courage to stand in the tough situation but see beyond this tough situation, mm-hmm. to see God in the tough situation? Because a lot of people think Christianity is or believing in God is not acknowledging the physical things that are happening, not acknowledging politics, not acknowledging the state of culture right now, not acknowledging the state of our society right now. If we just ignore these things and act like it isn't a part of our life, then we're able to keep heart. Yeah. because And that's not true. Like the church has been ignorant so long because they think that's the way to keep heart. Yeah, because they they know they, they don't really have if, faith. But if, if they look at it, if, yeah, they're going to lose heart. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why I just said that I have type 2 diabetes. There's people who will say, don't claim that. Exactly. Exact, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Or your friend having a diagnosis. There are people who tell her, don't claim that. Don't take the medication. The reality is, is that we're in the land of the living. And no matter what comes to us in this land that we live in, we have to see God's goodness in it. Not just God. He said, I got to see the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. Can you see good in your bad? The believer can. The believer can. That's what y'all dance around singing. It's all working for your good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a person who sees the goodness of God in their bad. That's not a person that's just blindly like, oh, I don't care what's happening. I know the bill's on the table, but it's all working for my good. No, can you see the goodness in it? Mm-hmm. Can you see the goodness in it? See, to a person who's behind on their mortgage payment, that's bad until you remember what it's like to not have a mortgage but be wondering where you're going to live or not have a home but have an apartment. But not have an apartment, but live in somebody's basement. There's somebody living in somebody's basement right now who who say, I wouldn't mind being behind on a mortgage, (laughs) but can't get a loan to get a house. But this person can't see it. And then we say, well, you just talking about thinking positive. No, I'm talking about seeing the goodness of God, seeing seeing the best part of God in the worst part of you. Mm -hmm. Seeing the best part of God in the worst part of this world. Well, my daughter just died or my son just died. Where's the goodness in that? That's a big one. Where's the goodness in that? See, you got to understand it's not about what's good to you. It's about what's good to God and everything he does is good. And so basically what this man is saying in this writing is that you understand that God's will is good. And whatever he does is for your good. That's faith. If you can see God's will 
in spite of your will because our disappointments, our frustrations, my I lose heart because I'm not getting my way. I lose heart because I somebody told me one day that church is supposed to be a place of unity and love. <laughs> the scriptures tell me that that's what we're supposed to have. But the scriptures don't promise me that's what we're going to have or Paul wouldn't have had to write all those letters. Right. <laughs> or Jesus wouldn't have had to go around and tearing up churches. Or God wouldn't have looked at us and said that he regretted the day that he created us. Absolutely. I'm lo- I'm getting frustrated because I'm not surrounded by perfect people. Craziness. I have to catch myself. I'm getting mad because I'm ex- my expectations of people are higher than God's expectations for them. Exactly. Which is wild. Oh, they they talking about me or they doing this, they doing that. What are they supposed to do? So you just think everybody just going listen to you preach, say amen, live it out to the fullest, and we just gonna be surrounded by just awesome Christians. No, no, nope. no, not gonna happen. Jesus surrounded himself with the worst of the people, and he said, "I'm who needs a physician except for the sick." God had to remind me this is this is the goodness of God. Now I'm just playing out my situation. For y'all to see, he had to remind me, Force, I've put something good in you. Why would you think I'm just going to surround you with good people? I put something good in you to surround you with people who need that good. Who need to see the good. Need to see the good, need to hear the good that I'm not going to give them if I lose heart. I'm going to tap out because everything's not the way I see it to be or I want it to be. This is, I'm going to tell you, let me transfer it to something simple. See, for me, when I got the diagnosis of my diabetes, I accepted that because I knew what I was doing. <laughs> but that's different for a person who's been exercising every day of their life and get a cancer diagnosis. Now, that, now I'm understanding the other side of this thing. Because we accept certain things because we feel like we, we deserve yeah, it. Yeah, we feel like it's, it's us paying penance. For mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this for all those Five Guys burgers. I see. Okay. You know what? I got to choke this down. I got to take this. But what happens when I'm, you exercise and you a healthy person and all of a sudden you're diagnosed with a disease that has nothing to do. You didn't do anything that you can see that you feel that you deserve this. And that's where the problem with most of our Heartache comes from. Yeah. I'm not losing heart because people are saying things about me that I know I did. I'm losing heart because I feel like they're doing things I don't deserve. Exactly. And we got to get out of that because that's not seeing the goodness of God in things. That's seeing the goodness of us. Even Jesus rehearsed this when just it doesn't he could have just looked past this guy's conversation. He didn't have to stop him and say, ain't no good thing in me. (laughs) But he stopped everything to make sure he understood. Come on. Most of the times if somebody said good charity Mm -hmm. and just went on asking you something, you would just listen. No. (laughs) I mean, most people would. But some people stop and say, hey, Jesus stopped and said, ain't nothing good in me. (laughs) He had to rehearse this in himself. I have to rehearse this because sometimes you can think that you deserve something. Yeah. I don't deserve awesome people around me. I deserve to be wherever God puts me at and see the goodness of God in it and have the strength of heart to do what I'm supposed to do. But in the moment, I do think. And and going back to fainting and, and looking at it in the physical aspect, you have to maintain or work at this in order to not get tired and not faint. It's like we think we can exhibit some courage every now and then or believe every now and then, but we get tired and we owe ourselves a break. Yeah. I think that's you give the perfect example of how we encourage others and encourage ourselves. We encourage ourselves and others by helping them keep their eye mm-hmm. seeing what they should see. Exactly. Encouraging people, training our vision, 
put it that way, training our sight to see a certain thing. I need people around me who can encourage me today. Mm-hmm. Force you looking at it, but you looking at it the wrong way. Not force, turn your head from that. Don't even pay attention to it. <laughs> the, the people do that. They tell you all, ignore Don't them. Don't even pay attention. Don't even pay attention. No, look right at that person <laughs> and be able to see God's goodness in them. Or you're not going to be able to operate in love to that person. Yeah. You're going to faint. It's so many it's so many times where I look at people and I get frustrated and I get angry because I'm fainting in my heart. And God can't use that angry heart, that fainting heart to do anything. You notice how he's not telling us these two scriptures. He's not telling us to do nothing. He said, wait. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes I'm telling y'all, December was a time where I had to wait. Some of y'all are trying to do things when you're not in the right heart. And God is saying, wait right now. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had a weak heart, the doctor would be like, I need you to just take some time off for exercising. Mm-hmm. I know exercise is good, but it's not good for you because of the heart you got. I know marriage is good, guys, but some of y'all don't need to be pursuing marriage with a fainting heart. I, hey, I know money is something you need, but some of y'all don't need to be near money with a fainting heart. I know that family is good, but some of y'all families, y'all can't be around them with y'all fainting heart. Some of y'all just need to wait on the Lord. Don't move right now. Just take a moment. As you, I know we started the year, everybody got resolutions. So, <laughs> so I'm going to tell y'all, you can't have resolutions if you don't have a resolute heart. Your heart needs your heart is not in a resolute place. So you need to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can't do these resolutions with a fainting heart. You know what? This year I'm committing to myself. I ain't gonna cuss. Guess what? Fainting people cuss. <laughs> they either cuss out loud or they cuss in their heart. But fainting people got some I words. The way you cuss. <laughs> fainting people got some words to say. You know what? This year I commit to not drink. Guess what? Fainting people drink. Fainting people do something to inebriate themselves because the sober heart, this fainting, is a heart that's full of anxiety, fear, doubt, sadness, and that's not where God wants us. Wait on the Lord. That, that, that's, 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 that's important. We understand. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good courage don't mean you're ready for action. Right now is not a time for action. Right now is a time. Be of good courage. Be of good vision. Be of good focus. That's what courage is. He says, and if you can do that right now, if you could just be still and focus on the goodness of God in the things that you see, he said, and he will strengthen that heart. I've seen him doing it to me right now. These past couple of weeks, I'm starting to build back this heart. I can feel God strengthening my heart. He's using people to things that I kept to myself. I, I've been sitting and talking with people and telling them the truth about it so that they can help me divert my vision to what I should see by believing, not what I believe I see by looking. And that's the reality of it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, even as, you know, you've been encouraging your friend. It's like, I'm not in that position. So some people feel like it's nothing I can say. They can help them. You know what I mean? It's nothing I can say. They can be of, of good courage to them right now. But I think about all the times where I fainted or where I felt like I was going to faint. And I waited on God to strengthen my heart. And I used those times as ways to encourage people who are fainting or feel like they are fainting or being overcome by the land of, of the living. And when we think about, like, I get encouraged by other people and seeing them go through 
their life and keep in heart. Yeah. That's what encourages me. Not so much what people say, but how they go through. Their their perspective. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we talk about. When we talk about vision, we talk about perspective. Mm -hmm. And seeing people who have that perspective, not a delusion, but a perspective (laughs) to see the goodness of God in something. It encourages us. And we can encourage others. Even if we don't go, not going through their situation, I could say, try to see the goodness of God in us. Try to see that there's a hope in this. Mm-hmm. Not a hope that he's going to come and deliver me out of the situation, but a hope that I know that if I can just continue to see him in these things, he's going to give me the heart to make it through it. Right. He's going to strengthen my heart. I look in the mirror and I'm like, Forrest, do you got the heart to do this? Because you're trying to quit. You're trying to quit, quit being a minister. Do you got the heart to do this? If you don't, it's because of how you see. And because you're trying to do things, I'm trying to still be a minister. I'm trying to still record podcasts. I'm trying to still be a good brother. I'm trying to still be a good friend. I'm trying to still be a good business person with a fainting heart. Sometimes you got to just say, y'all need to give me a moment. I need to wait on the Lord and start to evaluate my perspective Mm -hmm. and let him strengthen my heart. And what that feel like, that's the opposite of fainting. That's the answer to fainting. Now I can endure. That's what a lot of times people don't even know what it means to be strong in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Be strong in the Lord means you can endure. It don't mean you know a billion scriptures. <laughs> I know people that know a ton of scriptures and they don't never make it to the finish line. I think if if we weren't going to have difficulties in the land of the living, God wouldn't have put so many scriptures about being encouraged, enduring, strengthening yourself, finishing the race. All of those scriptures to let us know that it's going to be a point where you want to give up. Yeah. It's going to be a point where the cares of the world can overcome you. But if you believe in me, I'll get you through. Yeah. It's so many scriptures in the Bible. And I think that when you're going through, it's a cool thing to be able to go in the Bible and look at all the times where... His, even his disciples needed to be needed to be strengthened, and these were people who walked with Jesus, <laughs> who saw miracles. Yeah, and and the reality of is the way he strengthens them is always in word. Mm-hmm. This simple thing of word kind of annoys me because people say talk is cheap, but it's not the talk that's cheap; it's the words that are cheap. <laughs> change your words and your talk is not cheap the reality is, is that when you like charity just said when you share a scripture with somebody just like right now this podcast is going to help somebody because we simply are sharing a scripture with you and these words ain't cheap Mm-mm. these are priceless words that if you hold to them they make our talk not cheap and they actually can help you have a perspective he would talk to these guys that's all he did it was no no four step plan. Jesus was no life coach. He ain't had these kids sitting on laying on the floor in front of the fire with their legs dangling in the air making vision boards. He told them to have better vision. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop. Because you know, this January, there's a lot of people right now. They got construction paper. They got <laughs> Elmer's glue. I've seen so many vision board <laughs> party invites. They got so much. Y'all, y'all being crafty, but you're not necessarily understanding what it takes to have vision. Well, you need more to have vision. You need a whole lot more. You know what you need? You need God. Can you see the goodness of God in the situation you at? If you can't, why are you cutting out a picture of a, a bride and a groom? <laughs> you can't even see the goodness of God in where you at. How are you going to see the goodness of God in anything else? And why is any man going to look at you and see anything good beyond your body if you can't even see the goodness of God in yourself? Yeah. 
And why would you want him to see the goodness of you and not the goodness of God in you? I don't know. I, I just know that for force, I can't no longer look at what's happening and faint. I can't no, no longer be in this situation anymore because God is counting on me to endure. Why does he need people to endure? Why is it so important to God that we endure? Why does it matter? I think people try to try to reason what God intended when he put us in the land of the living. Mm. I hear people say, I don't want to bring a child. And, and I've said it. I don't want to bring a child <laughs> in this you world. Saying? You know, and they have to endure the things of this world. Why would, why would God do that? Yeah. But then I think like, that's what causes you to faint. Thinking about why God made the world or created the world for us to live in, knowing somewhere along the line that it was going to be corrupt. Yeah. yeah. I can't think about that. Can't. All of them, we're not even supposed to, it, it didn't say you need to see God's reason in the land of living. Exactly. You need to see God's, see God's goodness. goodness in the land of living. That's a word right there, Charity. Because mm-hmm. you just, you just, you just stepped on my toes. Because a lot of times we are like that. We, we, we catch ourselves doing that. We catch ourselves trying to figure out what God meant by this. Mm-hmm. That's what, I think that's why he was annoyed and say, a perverse generation seeks a sign. Mm-hmm. A perverse generation is seeking signs instead of goodness. We're trying to look and figure out what angle God's at. Mm-hmm. It gets annoying to me when I'm talking to people and they're trying to answer me according to the angle they think I'm coming. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it annoys God when people are praying to him according to where they think he's trying to go instead of availing themselves to say, I'm not trying to figure you out. I'm trying to make sure I figure into whatever you're doing. That's where we got to be. Stop trying to figure God out. Start trying to figure into whatever he's doing. That's what looking into the goodness of God is. Forrest God, stop trying to figure God out. Why you got me at this church? Why you got me with these people? Why you got me in this family? Why you make me black? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how far I could get with the name Forrest being white? (laughs) Why you got me in DMV? You know how far I could get with my skills if I was in another place? How can I get to that place? Those are the realities. Why did you have me go to college? Or why did I do this if it's only going to be this or that? We're trying to figure God out, but nobody's really sitting and saying, God, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm trying to be a part. Figure me in. How can I get apart? How can I be down? We do that to people. Let us find somebody or meet somebody that's successful. I was about to say, like, it's crazy how (laughs) it's so hard for people to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, but you see the goodness of Joe Black who come and talking to you. About anything. About anything. Who, Who don't even have any goodness, but you find it. You find it, that little inkling of it. You find it. Even if it's a a figment of your imagination, you find the goodness in him. But it's so hard for you to find the goodness of God. That's the reality. Because guess what? The little bit of good in Joe Black can be seen by the eye. And the little bit or any of God's goodness has to be seen by faith. And since we don't have no faith, we faint. You got to have faith. That's what he's saying. Look, if we could flip the scripture like this, he says, I fainted unless I had faith in a world that's faithless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't got no joy. I fainted unless I have joy in a world that's joyless. I, don't, I, I fainted unless I have hope in a world that's hopeless. Yeah. That's what we dealing with. That's what y'all got to challenge yourselves with. This is what I'm starting my new year with. My new year is with new vision. I don't need a new vision board. I need to get bored with my vision and seek a better vision. That's where we got to be because otherwise you're going to faint. 
it's like bird box. <laughs> the, the minute you see it, you change. Mm-hmm. The minute we open our eyes to this world, that's why people try to keep their eyes closed. They blind to everything. I don't want to see nothing about the news. I don't don't know. Don't tell me about my sister. I know she's alcoholic. I don't want to hear about it. I'm through with all of them. They, you can't change people. I can't deal with that stuff. You didn't put you like Sandra Bullock. You didn't put your blindfold on. You don't even acknowledge your family no more. You call them boy and girl. <laughs> <laughs> you in a situation where you don't want to see because you don't want to be. You don't want to change. You don't want. You know what looking at those things is going to do to you because you don't have no courage. You got to have courage to know that when I open my eyes to the horrors of this world, I'm going to see the goodness of God in it. That's what that's the bird box we got to be on. Take your blindfold off. Force, take your blindfold off. Let's be real. People going to be people. Mm-hmm. People going to be black. They're going to do black things. They're going to be evil because they're going to do evil things. The Bible said, like you referenced to, he regretted the day he made us because he said the evil in their hearts was continual. Mm-hmm. Why am I looking at the evil continual in their hearts and feeling away when this ain't new? No. It's not new. So I didn't, took my blindfold off and now I'm hopeless. <laughs> I'm hopeless I'm fainting And that's not the way We gotta be So that's why I want to dedicate this To your friend Sarah Maybe she might even Listen to it And maybe she'll be encouraged But You know The doctors Took her blindfold off mm-hmm. And made her aware Of something That was a part of her And We don't want her To see the horrors Of that reality And lose heart Yeah We want her to have faith and hope and believe and see the goodness of God and then wait on God. Don't feel like you got to do anything at this point. All you got to do is see God and allow God to do a great thing in your heart. And when he strengthens that heart, it starts not mattering what, how situations look. It starts not matter. Now you look crazy to people. <laughs> now you look pl- crazy because you, you like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's bad, but I know I'm gonna make it. Yeah, I know I'm gonna endure. I know I'm gonna make it through. That's force in 2019. I'm gonna make it through. I got I got people around me. They my Gatorade on this marathon. I stop and I grab somebody, and I take advantage of the people around me. I take advantage of my sister Charity who's sitting here right beside me. Take advantage of my other six or seven siblings. I take advantage of my parents. I'm pretty sure they get on they I get on their nerves. We do. Because I sit there and I'm like, "Listen, this is what's going on." And I know that I, the response I'm going to get is not something that uh, that sinks me deeper in my fainting, but they're going to splash water on my face. They're going to make me <laughs> drink some Gatorade. They're going to make me eat right, and they're going to make me when I say eat right, they're going to make me read that word, and I'm going to have to get up and endure. And they're going to make you eat right, too. And they're going to make me eat right in real life. But I was, <laughs> but I was watching this, this meme, and these two white ladies was at the end of this race. And they decided to grab hands in victory and jog their way to the finish line. And this black lady sped right past them and, and crossed the finish line before them. <laughs> I gotta send I'm it about to, to fall out. I got to send it to your church. <laughs> she sped right past them. It blew their life. <laughs> They blew their life, but they were so sure. They was going to finish together. Together in victory. (laughs) See, some of y'all, y'all don't even realize you think you winning, but you fainting. Because somebody will come right and snatch it right from you because you are taking it easy. Christians want to take it easy. Forrest wanted to take it easy. That's what I was saying. Like, you feel like you, you feel like you owe yourself a break. I've been working hard. You deserve never, a break yeah. today. Yeah. And then before you know it, you fainting. Cause you didn't got out of the the routine of using your 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 eyes to see. Yeah. The one thing about there's a certain place that you reach in exercising where you no longer can daydream. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. I be on the day the treadmill sometimes, and I'm daydreaming. I'm holding conversations. I grab my phone. I'm texting. That's not actual exercise. No. You ain't really exercising until you can't think straight. You ain't. You can't hold a conversation. You are so engaged that all this so do you dealing with right now in your mind is how to maintain and endure. <laughs> when we get to that place. That's when we win it. When we lazy Christians and we trying to multitask, you trying to party, have fun, feel good. When God puts you in a position to endure. And then you wonder why somebody come and cross the finish line before you. Mm. So that's episode 92. Y'all, please be encouraged. Continue to. Continue to read the word Continue to pray Continue to seek understanding Continue to listen to this podcast We're going to continue to Put it out If you have questions You can go to askme at realchurchmatters.com Reach out to me at FSH Music on Instagram Uh, I also want to ask If if you have testimonies Or things that, that From the podcast that help you Record a voice memo Send it by email or send it by DM on Instagram. I'm going to use them in future podcasts. I I just want to hear people's insight and what they think about stuff. If you listen to this and you had some more insight about courage, uh, send that. I'm going to I'm going to (coughs) really excuse me. I'm going to really try to really engage and, and hear. I want other people to hear what other people are saying. Because I know it ain't just me thinking like this And feeling like this And I know it ain't just charity And so I, I would really want to hear What other people got to say And and what you have to say Might encourage somebody else And so that's why I'm going to use it I'm going to put it on the podcast So you could be uh, Make sure you have your cameo In this thing But that's episode 92 I don't know what I'm going to call it I always give it we just call it courage. Stop trying to be clever. See? Yeah. It's 2019. <laughs> Let's simplify things. <laughs> oh, that was a bar. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's true. Right, well, let me call it that. I'm going to call it Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of you. <laughs> Episode 92, Real Church Matters. Bird I'm Box. Forrest Tall. I'm Forrest Tall. I'm Sandra Bullock. I'm with Girl. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Charity Hall. I'm not no girl. I'm boy. She's girl. This is Real Church Matters, episode 92. Y'all be good. <laughs>